0: you. Mm-hmm. Tales of the Strange and Unsettling.
1: This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Episode 53, Pinteli Cave. Greece is world-renowned for its picturesque scenery. ...and its long-fabled history. This designation has made it a magnet for tourists... ...looking for a peek into the wonders of the past. Particularly in Athens... ...one of the world's oldest cities... ...and often referred to as the cradle of Western civilization... ...one can find such legendary historical locations... ...as the Acropolis of Athens... ...with its Parthenon. Among countless other ancient ruins dotting the cityscape and surrounding countryside. Yet among this rich tapestry of history, there are other, more enigmatic places that seem to be largely unknown to the droves of visitors who pour into Athens every year, which while comparatively obscure, nevertheless are heavily wreathed in history, with a healthy dash of weirdness tossed in. One such mysterious location can be found just to the north of Athens, a location laden with tales of the paranormal, UFOs, and secret government conspiracies. Located on the craggy southwestern slope of Mount Penteli, and surrounded by ominous looking pine forests, is a bizarre cave mostly unknown to tourists, but entrenched in the history of the area and cloaked in mystery folklore, and superstition, Pentelli Cave. The cave can be found within the ancient quarry where Athenian skilled workers, migrant laborers, and slaves excavated the marble that would be used in the construction of the Parthenon and Acropolis, which was moved down the mountain via carts and pulleys, whose tracks can still be seen along with the ancient road that was once used to reach it. It was in fact this excavation of precious marble that uncovered the entrance to the cave in the 5th century. The mouth of Penteli Cave seems mundane and innocuous enough, but once you penetrate its cold, dark recesses, and it becomes clear that this is much more than it appears. The cave proper is 60 meters long, 40 meters wide, and 20 meters high, but it branches off into an impressive and intricate network of tunnels that snake deep underground, one of which leads to a subterranean pond of water, and another that leads down into abysmal blackness that has long been claimed to be the road to hell itself. The discovery of such a vast cave and tunnel network within the quarry must have been enough to inspire awe in the people of the time. And indeed, it soon became a revered place, the setting for generations of folklore. The cave was once a place of worship for followers of the Greek god Pan, who was considered to be the patron of shepherds, and many artifacts depicting Pan surrounded by nymphs, have been found within the numerous passages here there are also small niches carved into the rock of the walls that are thought to have been for the purpose of displaying idols statues and offerings to pan the cave went on to become a favored hideout for marauding cutthroat thieves a haunt for mountain hermits and a shelter for nomadic monks and other holy people Many of their remains have been found buried throughout the cave. At some point in the 11th century, two Byzantine chapels were carved directly into the rock at its entrance, which is rather unusual in that they are interconnected, converging as one church with two sanctums, and are said to be dedicated to St. Spiridon and St. Nicholas, respectively. The smaller of the chapels contain glyphs and engravings, thought to have been produced by the Anchorites, and there is a mural in the larger one depicting Michael Acomadas, the last Greek Archbishop of Athens. Beyond these chapels lies the cave, with various passages that meander through the inky darkness, past massive halls and impressive stalagmite formations. One of the most popular historic legends concerning the cave came in the nineteenth century. When the notorious outlaw De Vellis set his sights on it as a mountain hideout. De Vellis at the time was considered to be an almost Robin Hood like figure who was well known for stealing from the rich and affluent. He and his band of robbers utilized the cave as a hideaway, and it was said that the infamously womanizing brigand started an affair with a French noblewoman, the Duchess of Plakentia who lived down the mountain in the old Penteli village. Legend has it that a series of tunnels led all the way down through the mountain to a secret meeting place where the robber could meet his lover in secrecy, as well as to the nearby Pentelicon Monastery. And it is also said that a good amount of Develis' loot was hidden down within the remote corners of the cave, where it remains to this day. Develis' reign of terror upon his wealthy high society targets would end when he was hunted down and killed near Mount Parnassus. His head was paraded about on a stick in the local town square. It is the name of this legendary robber that gives the cave one of its nicknames, Develis Cave. But since its first discovery, there have been bizarre tales spinning around this cave and its surroundings. Glowing orbs, strange creatures, and shadowy, mist-like human figures were often spotted prowling about in the darkness, and there has always been an intense sense of disorientation and dread that descends upon all who enter, as well as an indescribable thrumming atmosphere. And indeed, it is this palpable, thick, mystical aura that is said to have made the cave such a magnet for monks and other religious groups. In the 19th century, visitors to the cave often described hearing the ghostly sounds of music, talking, and laughter emanating from the depths of the caverns. In more modern times, the area has become something of a UFO hotspot, with numerous mysterious lights and orbs spotted flitting above it and within it. Cases of missing time and panic attacks have long been common here, as well as sudden blackouts and aberrant changes of behavior. There are also numerous reports of goat-like apparitions that vanish into thin air when approached, as well as the seemingly ever-present humanoid shadow figures, and even reports of bipedal cat-like creatures. Attempts to photograph such strangeness are frustratingly confounded by the tendency for cameras and other electrical equipment to stop working when in the vicinity of the cave. Those photos and videos that are successfully taken often produce images of spectral shapes, orbs, and streaks that were not present when the photos were taken. Other phenomena often reported from the area are magnetic and gravitational anomalies, like reports of water flowing uphill, or in the case of one 200-meter-long road on the other side of the mountain, cars inexplicably rolling up inclines. In the late 1960s, the various weird happenings circling the cave of Penteli led to intense interest from the paranormal community, and the area became a mecca for those looking into unexplained mysteries, including the famed investigator George Balanos, who in 1982 would write the most extensive compendium of the cave's mysteries, The Riddle of Penteli, and subsequently bring the oddities of the cave into the mainstream consciousness. In 1977, there was a series of very odd occurrences reported from the surrounding craggy slopes of Mount Penteli. In mid April of that year, a husband and wife allegedly spotted a car inexplicably perched upon an inaccessible rocky outcropping near the cave, where no car could have possibly driven. For three days in a row, the couple returned to the location to see if it was still there, and it was. When they climbed up to where the car was, they noticed that it was totally intact, displaying none of the damage that would normally be expected on a car trying to drive over the hostile rocky landscape. And in the snow surrounding the rock were found a series of unusually large oval-shaped footprints, about a meter long. They meandered up other rocks, and even vertical surfaces where no human being would be able to walk. When the wife went to peek into a cavity in the rocks behind some bushes, she allegedly started screaming wildly and claimed that she had seen a hideous white creature, which was nearly two feet tall and sported two huge luminous oval-shaped eyes. Although the husband did not see it for himself, he did notice the bushes shake as if an animal were hidden behind them, and the panicked couple hastily left the scene. When the couple once again cautiously returned to the area a few days later, out of curiosity, the car was reportedly still there, and the husband claimed to see a huge dark sphere, apparently fashioned of thick black smoke spinning at a high speed, emerge from the abandoned car. He would later claim that during the incident, which lasted only a moment, he had felt as though something was trying to enter or invade his mind, 1977 was a particularly strange year for the area and it marks when the cave was suddenly closed to the public in what has perhaps led to one of the most inexplicable mysteries surrounding it it was at this time that the entire area was cordoned off and some sort of top secret project was launched within the cave system by parties that remain nebulous but which are believed to be some sort of secret government agency from an unidentified country Bulldozers and other heavy machinery were brought in, and dynamite was used to blast into the cave to apparently expand the tunnel system already in place. It was a highly unusual thing to happen at such an archaeologically and historically important site. But during this time, the area was heavily patrolled by guards who forbade anyone from coming anywhere near it, and local authorities claimed that the project was under military jurisdiction. Bizarrely, It seemed as if there was nothing actually being killed, but rather just an attempt to expand the cave system or otherwise delve deeper into the mountainside. This clandestine digging swirled rumors of who was responsible, NATO, the United States, the Greek government itself, but there was never any official admission as to who was behind it all. Of course, this thick veil of secrecy led to a plethora of conspiracy theories involving the somewhat sinister cave excavations, and speculation ran rampant. Theories ranged from the Greek government looking to exploit the caves for national defense, to the construction of some kind of nuclear weapons storage facility. In addition, quite a few more far-out conspiracy theories started to be flung about as well. Including the idea that there was some mysterious magnetic channel connecting the cave to a base in Langley, West Virginia, and that the cave was being used in tandem with two other American military installations in the region for some sort of top-secret research. Perhaps something to do with an archaeological find, the purported mystical qualities of the mountain, or even UFOs, or research into opening interdimensional portals. Although this secret excavation work was already odd enough, the real strangeness came in 1983 when the entire project suddenly halted before it was finished. Digging suddenly stopped, and the heavy machinery and personnel were moved out, leaving only the barbed wire fences behind. Of course, it would not be long before interested parties started sneaking past the now unguarded fences to take a look inside. It became immediately obvious that the digging had caused irreparable damage to the churches and other spots of archaeological importance within the cave system, and numerous new tunnels and concrete walls had been constructed, some of them only half completed. It was found that some tunnels that had been recently carved into the rock led to dead ends, and that still other passages, including naturally formed tunnels of the cave system, had been blocked off and sealed for unknown reasons. There was also some heavy digging machinery, within the cave that had just been abandoned where it lie, as well as a cache of drugs used for the treatment of cancer. Even more bizarrely were footprints, pressed into concrete that seemed to lead up to a dead end, and simply stopped, with no indication of the person who had made them turning around to go back. It was found that the entrance to the cave was pervaded by a large amount of ozone, and some of the remaining tire tracks of various vehicles seemed to lead over rough terrain and slopes too steep for any known vehicle to be able to feasibly navigate. Creepily, at one point during all this exploration of the cave, it was reported that a doll once appeared up on a perilous cliff on the nearby mountainside, and when someone climbed up and removed it, a seemingly identical doll was found in the same spot the next day. Over the years it has been rumored that occult groups and Satanists use the abandoned caves for rituals, and even animal sacrifices, evidenced by several slaughtered dogs found within the caves, as well as a large amount of graffiti featuring occult imagery, and remnants of black magic rituals. In 1990, mysterious construction seemed once again ready to resume in the cave, but this time the Greek Ministry of Culture intervened and put a stop to it before it could begin. In recent years, the Cave of Penteli is still a spot that draws curiosity seekers and paranormal investigators from all over the world. Yet its isolated, mountainous location, and lack of modern roads leading to it, make it only accessible by a long trek over rocky terrain, allowing it to remain mostly free of casual tourists. Nevertheless, the cave has seen quite a bit of abuse over the years. Garbage litters the floor and the entrance. And there is plenty of vandalism and graffiti, including various messages etched into the rock walls by past visitors. A massive forest fire in July of 1995 that spread throughout much of Mount Penteli has reduced much of the surrounding pine forest to black, skeletal shapes that only add to the sinister atmosphere... ...that even now hangs in the air there. It is an absolute tragedy that such an ancient and potentially important archaeological site... ...has been so neglected and damaged. But its remote location has made preserving it difficult. Regardless, the cave remains a place known worldwide... ...for its many strange phenomena and bizarre history. And in a region so revered for its contributions to humanity... That is certainly saying something. Welcome, campers, to Campfire Tales of the
0: Strange and Unsettling. We are your hosts. I am Ryan, and I'm Jordan. Now the debrief. All right. So uh, obviously this is a hot spot. You know, just get that yeah. out there. But uh, classic, right? But the thing I really like about this one is that it's more so like this kind of like hidden cave system basically um yeah. and just the history that goes along with this too so not only like all the stuff that you know we'll, we'll get to and talk about but like all the things that you know kind of somewhat you know were said to have happened in the past and like you know this area being used to like worship you know gods and things like that um yeah you know, hideouts, like, just little crazy things that add to, I think, add basically just that extra, you know, little bit of a uh, spice,
1: you know, to to the flavor, right? Yeah. I mean, because we're, we, we're used to talking about places that have, like, 14 history, but, like, this has tons of really cool, totally, like, mainstream history also. Right. You In- know what I mean? Exactly. So it's both those things together like and i think they're i think they're connected personally yeah. i think the fact that this is a place where like people worshiped pan and then that was replaced by byzantine christians and you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it was just and um traveling monks stayed in the cave like nomadic people like so much happened in this one place I, right, I think that has something to do with with what's going on up yeah,
0: there. Yeah, I agree, and that's kind of like what I was trying to get at a little bit without like you know saying like they basically brought you know all this stuff and like all this like energy is built up because of all the you know these different people and different types of people and you yeah. know, different like religions and things like that and like just you know all of that. But yeah, it definitely adds to it for sure. Yeah, and I think it's helped create and build this just massive energy-filled area, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, this, like, pool of energy. Most likely some portal in some area. Sure. I know you had even mentioned at some point, like, they believed that it could be... The road to hell? Well, the road to hell, but then there was also to, like, some place in the States.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll tell you. It was rumored that there was, like, basically that a ley line connected it with... Um, Langley Virginia or La- Langley West Virginia right there it was yeah um, yeah that like and that was when they were doing the weird excavation and stuff there and there started you know rumors started flying around about like government conspiracies and stuff one of the rumors was that it was the U.S. government that was in there yeah and that they were basically like setting up stations along this ley line you know that doesn't seem too far-fetched it doesn't. <laughs> Our government has done all kinds of weird shit with stuff like ley lines and remote viewing and and all that stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to say, but I like I said, I mean, I think a lot of it does does stem from like just just the history of the area, and not to mention, this is in Greece, so like yeah. you, you know, which is already like a very historical yeah. area with a bunch of energy that's already built up just because of where it is and, you know, everything that's kind of came out of it, you know, obviously, like... Yeah, you're you're going to expect at least something.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think, um... I mean, Greece is known as, like, the birthplace of modern humanity, basically. Like, democracy came from Greece. It was like the cradle of Western civilization. That's basically, like, where... Basically, the systems that all Western governments are based on came from Athenian government. The Athenian government system. So, it's that's why they call it the cradle of Western civilization. Yeah. Because, like, that's where it was born and raised, and then it spread all over the world. But this particular cave is where they mined the marble to build the fucking Parthenon. Right, which is, I like, mean...
0: And you said that the cave was originally uncovered, like the entrance was uncovered, as they were... Yeah, like, mining the marble. exactly. Which is... Yeah. Yeah, you know, which is also pretty crazy to find that there's this massive, like, hidden cave system... Inside a mountain? So at the time that they were mining that, did they also find, like, all these previous things that were already inside the cave as well? Like... i know there were like the chapels and stuff like that right yeah those came later
1: okay the churches came later the during the byzantine empire they built those um but the cave has always there aren't like really good records there weren't like really good records kept during that time yeah but um but it there were always stories about how that cave had like People would get disoriented in it. They were you were always told not to go too deep into the caves. Um Yeah. And so there was always a weirdness
0: about it. But all that came after they had mined it and, and found the entrance. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So there weren't like any like pre like stories or like you know, any type of like just I guess folklore or something like at the
1: time that like told about, you know, this possible like cave or something. No, it, like, okay, so it gained its reputation, honestly, because they, they literally uncovered this cave entrance while mining marble, and they didn't know, I mean, they thought it was just a cave, you know, like, oh shit, we found a giant cave. Right. But over time, as people went in there, they'd get sick, they'd get disoriented, they had these weird, you know, they'd hear voices... All kinds of stuff like that, then it started gaining its reputation. Yeah, I was just curious, I mean, if they had like, you know, found any like remnants of any like
0: ancient civilization or something that, you know, had been in there previously and then yeah, just, you know, kinda something that was dug up or whatever else, but obviously, I mean it makes a lot it makes a lot of sense for it to start developing its reputation and everything after the fact. And also it's gonna be like this hidden thing that you know, is basically like unmasked at that point. Uh That was you know not known about and stuff like that. So there's going to be a lot of rumors, speculation, and things like that that are going to build up
1: too. Also, also don't get spoiled, Ryan. We have we have this going all the way back to the fifth century, and you're wondering if there's a more ancient civilization that hey, I mean, <laughs> that may have know. had stories about it. <laughs>
0: There may have been like you know cave carvings and stuff like that, possibly sure <laughs> you know, i'm I'm just seeing seeing what all we have here,
1: yeah i I know I'm just kidding, like but we're I'm so used to these stories going back to like eighteen sixty, right, so <laughs> like when you see like oh the they figured this out in the fifth century, like yeah, it's it's had rumors for a long, long time,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 awesome nonetheless. I mean, you know, obviously, if people are going in and claiming to hear like voices and like feeling just weird and, you know, like not themselves and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to also draw like a lot of people away from it, you know, just at that like almost like spiritual end of it or whatever. Um, they could yeah. see that as, like, something extremely
1: negative and, you know, deter people away, right? Sure. But then, you know, there's always the other side of the spectrum, too, of people who are drawn to it for that. Yeah, of course. And they're drawn, like, a lot of the nomadic monks found their way there because they considered it, like, a place of power. A place that you were literally closer to God when yeah. you were in that cave, you know? I mean, yeah. yeah,
0: that makes a lot of
1: sense. Obviously the Byzantines agreed because they built two damn churches inside the cave. Like they carved it out of the rock walls. It's pretty gorgeous too. Like in the in the description in the episode notes, um, I'll include links to like just like a few articles and books and stuff, but also just links to pictures of these churches carved out of the rock. Like they're gorgeous. I bet. Even after whoever was there in the 70s fucked them up with backhoes and bulldozers. They're still beautiful.
0: I mean, to also exist for that long, too. Yeah. And still stay semi-preserved. Yeah. It's pretty damn
1: huge. Yeah, that's what you get for carving your church out of a rock wall. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah. Stays for a very long time. Whoever thought of that idea, were, they were brilliant, right? They were killing it.
0: Yep. So basically, in this cave, like this cave system, you said that there were kind of multiple paths, basically.
1: Yeah, it's like a giant spider web of of cave.
0: Right, and so like, I know you had mentioned, of course, like that, you know, that abyss of darkness that led basically like to the pits of hell or whatever else, like, yeah. um. I guess, first of all, do you know, like, especially after people started going in and, like, you know, started navigating through it, did they ever make it any further through that particular area at all?
1: You mean the road to hell one? Right. Okay, so... I read, like, a pretty detailed account of that particular passage, and... So, it goes for a very long time. And it gets basically it never gets any narrower as far as human beings have been it never gets any more narrow but it the slope of the cave floor the path floor gets steeper and steeper and steeper as you like and it gets to the point where you can't go because you're just gonna slide how fucking scary is that that's terrifying but I mean with like
0: the technology and everything that we have now and yeah, you'd think like, they could like send
1: probes down and right, stuff. And like and people would yep. already
0: go like hundreds of feet into like these, you know untracked caves and stuff like that. Yeah. And can make it out perfectly fine. You, you know, like I would expect somebody to have at least tried I mean, this to see one, what's at the bottom. This
1: one has been this one has been explored miles. Like, miles in. I mean that's and fair. It, that's fair. The the main thing that confounds people who, the people who explored it, is it never gets any more narrow, which is really odd. That's really strange for for a cave. Like, usually, the width of an opening fluctuates. It gets more narrow in some places. It gets wider again. It gets, but, generally, especially once it starts to go, you realize you're going down very quickly. Mm -hmm. Like, it's sloped down the entire time and usually it, those get more and more narrow until they're impassable but these just this thing just seems to stay wide open it's like you know 20 feet wide it's like a big path
0: yeah that's crazy
1: yeah imagine you're just like walking along that and suddenly lose your footing and like there's no recovery sliding at that you're done at that point it's just like all right well and you might slide for miles (laughs) where do you go from there exactly unless
0: you end up going into some portal that takes you uh you know somewhere else
1: yeah to some alternate dimension exactly that's what i'm saying yeah or you like pop out of a fold in space and end up on another planet that would be just as cool Right, <laughs> until your body like implodes because you know right you end up on a planet with like 50 times the gravity and you're just instantly squashed mm. that'd be a bummer right
0: hopefully you at least get to see it for a second
1: yeah just a second uh, yep yep <laughs> now there's like this one is, it's it's kind of hard to talk about, to be honest, yeah. because there's just so much to it, it's hard to, like, narrow it down. Right. You know what I mean? That and also grasp just, like,
0: I mean, this is also in a mountain, right? Yep. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of hard to just put it together, really. um, I just really want to know what's at the bottom of that. Surprise, like. Still, like we haven't even sent like something, you know, something down there and see just where it goes.
1: Well, that's the thing is, like the place is so far out in the middle of nowhere. It's,
0: I know at it's the extremely same time, hard to it, get to
1: and all that stuff too. Yeah. right and that protects it, and it makes it hard to protect. If that makes sense. Yeah, like it's a double edged sword because not a lot of people get there, but not a lot of the right people get there either. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah. So, it's kind of sad to see some of the pictures. There's, like, garbage on the ground, and there's, like, graffiti, and carve people carve dumb shit into the walls, and, like... I mean, yeah. It's a bummer. a lot of
0: those are going to be, like, your thrill and like, risk-seekers that are out there just yeah. being stupid and then stoked that they get there, and... Just really don't care, right?
1: Yeah, the same people like falling through the floors of quote unquote haunted houses, and then they're like <laughs> suing the people who own the house because right. they fell through the floor. Yeah, yeah, those pricks mm-hmm. just stay home, stupid,
0: exactly. Now, so the other one, so you said there was like an underwater area, right?
1: Yep, so- yeah, there's a cave that leads, like it eventually submerges, okay, and then. Um, and then after you, like you follow it underwater and then it comes up to like a little underground pond, basically, which you talk about all the time. Right. Yeah. So this is a spot where that's a thing. Exactly.
0: Now is there sunlight? No. And
1: there's not sunlight. What about
0: dinosaurs?
1: I, I haven't heard any dinosaur stories hmm. from from this cave, unfortunately. They must not have made it that far. <laughs> Lots of weird creatures, though. There are like reports of like um, basically like a feline version of Dogman. It's like a bipedal cat creature, right? Which is cool. We don't have nearly enough of that. And then you said like the goat, uh, the goat like yeah, and they just vanish, yeah. which is kind of connected to Pan right yeah pan was a, a goat-like deity i, I suppose
0: that you know, also having that mindset that could also influence too sure you know yeah but Help you
1: you know create some tulpas exactly exactly for sure and this is a place where monks lived and you know who's great at creating tulpas well yeah it's monks it's fucking monks man like of course no one will sit and quietly focus on one thing for years the way a monk will yeah professional tulpa tulpamancers that's what it's all about yeah and you know who's to say that all that energy all that focus hasn't created something that now you know lurks around these these cave paths I would say at
0: least yeah at least something right
1: yeah there's I mean, there are tons of I mean shadow people are seen there constantly,
0: yeah, um then like ghostly figures and well, I guess would go along yep. with like shadow figures too, um you know, just that, and also, I know you had mentioned also hearing like people sometimes hear like music and laughter yeah. and talking and stuff like that, which is really cool,
1: yeah, now, I think some of that probably comes from. You know, when you think you're alone, but you're not, especially in like a rural area. True. Yeah. Um, For instance, I got really freaked out when we were on vacation. We were on, we were walking on this trail. It was like a three and a half mile trail. Just enough to make you feel like you're out there. Right. You know? And like, I, I was pretty sure we were alone and we were just like walking along and then i heard a woman laugh and like all, f- all of us just froze like what the fuck was that yeah. like yeah and there was the there was a woman and a dude like i don't know 150 yards ahead of us that we saw once we hit like a ridge we saw them like way ahead so like it could definitely some of that could be the situation like that where someone's already in there you know I, what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. Um, That'd but, be the most logical explanation, at least. Sure, sure. But some of those stories go back to when the cave was first discovered. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if... Pretty sure those people kept track of their people. You know? Like... And if you're hearing weird shit in there when no one knows about it. That's a lot different than, you know, passing a bunch of graffiti on your way in and then going, I heard a voice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You may have. Touche. <laughs> Touche. But
0: yeah, no, yeah. I, I just, I thought that was also kind of cool.
1: Yeah. The auditory phenomenon is always cool. It's cause it's so hard to, you can't really replicate it. You know what I right. mean? Like there's, I mean, and you can't tell someone like, I don't think you heard it. I don't think you heard that. Because people are like, yeah, I I fucking heard it, man. Yeah.
0: Unless, you know, they didn't hear it themselves, and it's something that only that person is hearing, and that's a whole other thing.
1: Right. Like the story you told on our fireside chat about hearing the, like, baby cry. Yeah. In your house, you were on the phone with someone, and they didn't hear shit. Mm -hmm. Right? And you heard it loud. Yeah. Right? I literally heard it coming from, like, my
0: kitchen. Yeah. Which was like 15 feet away. Yeah,
1: that's terrifying. So, yeah, it could be like a personal thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like a, a thing specifically directed at one person. That's always so interesting with, with paranormal stuff. I always wonder like how much of it, because you hear these stories of like 10 people seeing a ghost and you're like, I mean, how much of that is... Oh yeah, I saw it too. Right, exactly.
0: You know I, what mean, I mean, that's. I think that happens a lot. You know, it happens a lot more than people, at least, yeah, are willing we'll admit. to admit. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like I don't know the ones that convince me the most are the ones that are like very personal, the ones that, the ones that feel like a connection between the the experiencer and the experience. You yeah. Know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's when it's most important. Obviously, like yeah. at that point, it's it's something that they are at least experiencing. Yeah, you know whether it's actually happening or something that's yeah. kind of like more mentally, you know, whatever. But yeah. it's something, yeah, that that person's literally experiencing, and you can't you can't just jump on the band like the bandwagon and basically just agree, right? Yeah, exactly. Of, uh, which is silly. Like it's silly to to do something like that too. But
1: I mean a lot of people just in like camaraderie in the moment, you know, they're just like I want to experience this thing with with my friend. You know what I mean? Like and they do it without even really thinking, without even processing it. Yeah, you know. That's also true. there are a lot of people who can be tricked into thinking they saw things if they're already like freaked out and spooked and you know, something moves 20 feet away and startles them and one person is like, I saw a figure. And the other person could very easily convince themselves that they saw it too. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I mean, especially, especially, like, especially in, you know, say, like, you're outside or you're in the woods or something like at night and, like, you know, like, just just the light, like, the way that it can hit specific things just right. Like, it's very easy to chalk, like, just even just slight movement anything like that as you know, seeing something as well especially like someone else comes out and says that they're gonna be on the lookout you know they're gonna be yep trying to spot Digi-line. like whatever exactly so yeah, yeah I mean I think it, it goes both ways really
1: yeah like huh. <laughs> that's the fun part
0: <laughs> now now we're yeah that's a that's a whole other discussion I guess
1: Yeah. But... I mean, a lot... I feel like a lot of people who are into the, like, flesh and blood, nuts and bolts versions of all this, I feel like they're all about corroborating witnesses. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. They love to say, like, 40 people saw this UFO. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, like... That, like, makes it a better story for them. You know? Well, of course. The more people to
0: see it, the more real Sure.
1: Sure. It is. Yeah. Right? But I... I'm a person, I think, at this point who considers it all real. And I don't think... Um, I don't think it's, like, the experiencer's obligation to prove their experience. You know? I think, like... Mm-hmm. I think you have an experience, and that's your experience. And if you want to talk about it, that's awesome. But, like, I don't think anyone's obligated to prove what happened to them you know
0: what i mean well yeah and 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 that's something we've also kind of talked about a little bit too is not like dismissing you know just even uh we we talked about on on the news episode that we did for patreon recently as well like you know someone someone comes to you like saying like this happened Mm -hmm. to me like you know it's it's not something where you should just be like yeah you know whatever like don't don't just immediately dismiss like something that people are like willing to be vulnerable enough to like discuss and share openly and stuff like that like i think that's one of the the biggest failures that people can make you know especially like what like whatever the story is
1: right and they often do make that mistake it happens a lot Yeah, yeah exactly but anyway, so going going yeah. back to
0: this, you know, and talking talking about, like, just these different experiences these people have, um, which I think does does add that, you know, that level of, like, weirdness to it. So and kind of piggybacking off of what we were talking about before with, you know, like all these old, like, whether it be like monks, the, you know, anything spiritual, like any like residual energy basically that's been built like building up whether you know it's been tulpas that you know these random monks and whoever else have created or you know whatever like but just imagine how much energy is built into this area that's been there for thousands of years and like to be able to also have that I mean still standing today Obviously not as in great condition or anything, but I'm assuming like that would be amplified by
1: this yeah, point I would say so I and I I know people I know people are still going there and doing like research. It's few and far between because it's mm-hmm. so isolated, but that people things are still definitely happening in this cave well, I was gonna say also after they started.
0: Like excavating and doing all that stuff, and you know, in this, I would assume it would probably disturb a lot of. Yeah, that shit jumped off at that point,
1: and like you know, we right. talked about this when we did Sardachina. We talked about it. We've talked about it in reference to Skinwalker Ranch, just like this this connection between like breaking ground and these huge escalations in activity, and that's what the same thing happened here. It's almost like he you disturbed whatever was there, you know. Yeah, right. Which is that's that's a wild thought that like there's something to be disturbed. I mean, you know what I mean? That's that's
0: like also you know like old stories of like building a house on an old burial yeah. ground or something sure. like disturbing that, disturbing right? the ground and then like exact yeah. exactly like it's inevitable that it's going to be like you know you're releasing this energy that it's going to be haunted or you know there's going to be something some things that are going to happen
1: yeah i mean when you're you know when you're like digging to lay your foundation and you find like a dozen native skeletons good luck ever being happy in that house (laughs) like it might be over right there but (laughs) do you dig them up or do you put them back 100% put them back and you sell that land immediately Take a loss go. if you have to. I don't just get out <laughs> while you're ahead. Exactly. Problem. Get out while you're ahead. Yeah. Or you know, just stop needing a basement. You know what I mean? Like just <laughs> just lay a concrete pad and build your house. Like you don't need you don't need you to know, dig.
0: To some people that's a that's a like necessary thing.
1: Like who? I mean people in like tornado a alley. Lot of people. Those yeah. people need a basement. That's it. No <laughs> one else needs basements. What I mean I mean we we
0: have enough tornadoes around here that you know a basement's going to come come pretty you know pretty I mean handy. I
1: would rather deal with a tornado than like a ghost apocalypse in my house. <laughs> All right. There there's right. no basement that's yeah. going to save you from the ghosts.
0: That's I mean, well... Yeah, yeah true. I don't, the thing is, like... <laughs> Unless you turn it into a chapel. Right, right. The thing is, I don't... I don't even know
1: if I... I don't even know if I actually believe in ghosts. I just know that's really bad. That's, like, really bad yeah. for you spiritually to be, like, desecrating oh, yeah. a place like that. You know what I mean? Whether I that just, like, brings a wave of negative energy into your life or if it sets you up for failure or I'm not sure how it but it, there's no way it's going to have a positive impact
0: you know what I mean uh, yeah yeah. If, I fully agree I mean there's going to be something negative some some type of negative outcome yeah. regardless which way you look at it yeah I right? think so something that's going to come come out of that that's not going to be too <laughs> yeah, great
1: for sure it's not so, good karma,
0: but now so they they started excavating and doing all this stuff like breaking, you know, like tearing these parts down, like blocking off different yeah. areas. So what was what originally? I guess well, I guess that's the question: is why were they doing it originally? Right, right? that is the question. Um, it's, uh, and that's what I was going to ask, and that's when I realized, yeah, that no, that's yeah. the question. Um. So that I guess that brings us to like what what was the goal there? Whoa, what were they trying to achieve? Were they trying to just kill two birds with one stone and like just get as far in as they can as easily as they can? um you know, like it just really doesn't
1: make a lot of sense. yeah um, there's there are a ton of theories. Um, I'm sure I'm sure there's there's a lot yeah the thing is like I mean there are theories like that there's they were building like a nuclear arms bunker that that was their plan Um. okay and this is the yeah. 70s I don't even think Greece had nuclear weapons in the 70s se- I don't know if they do now I, I don't know I don't, I don't live I'm there I'm pretty sure don't they don't i'm pretty sure they don't have nuclear weapons i could be wrong on that if i'm wrong on that send us a message and let me know but i'm i'm pretty sure they don't but there were you know theories that it was the u.s government of course because anytime anything nefarious happens in the world at least half the I people mean, think it's the united states behind it
0: Yeah, you know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes it is, it is. For sure.
1: Right. <laughs> I feel like we're the only country that like us and Russia are the only countries that get blamed for shit in other people's countries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's because we don't know how to mind our own fucking business. I mean We have a long history of meddling. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's yeah. Um But yeah, that was that was a big theory was like that's where the stuff with the ley lines came in that like someone noticed that this lined up perfectly in like latitude with a, a an experimental base in Langley West Virginia so people are like oh it's a ley line they're you know building things along this but ley that's line.
0: also easy sure. to say if that's like if that's you know if that's your uh, you know if that's your thought right like oh you know this is this is you know, these people or whatever else, it's going to be easy to, like, just pinpoint and, like, put the blame and, on everything. And then you're going to be looking for all these little things. Like, oh, yeah, they saw that same star. must have been them, like, sort
1: of thing. Yeah, you right? just described every conspiracy theory ever. <laughs> people, like, come up with their idea first, and then they cherry-pick right, facts of to suit their their case, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: Right. I'm just, I'm just yeah. pointing that out. Like, you know, so... Obviously, I mean, I I doubt it was the U.S. government. I don't know why they, you know, why that would Me be either like maybe a country closer or more. Maybe I it,
1: don't, was I don't know, it was Russia. whatever.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Had to be one or the other.
0: Yeah, yeah. Take your pick, I guess. I think it was probably some like wealthy person some organization trying to either find that awesome loot that's hidden in some you know weird corner Develops of the Develis' treasure exactly okay. you know got to get that that loot and stuff or you know like they're after something more something you know maybe maybe they were looking for Like, maybe it was, like, some, like... I wouldn't say paranormal organization or something. But maybe. Maybe, uh... You know, some... Government organization that uh, focuses on alien stuff. Because, I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of UFOs around the area and... Quote-unquote, inside, possibly. Um... I
1: mean, I I don't know. Maybe some, like... You know proto Zach Baggins type guy Was just spearheading this whole thing To like carve out a chunk For a museum in his house You know what I mean I mean shit like that happened all the time People used to rob like Egyptian tombs Just to have stuff You know what I mean Just to have a piece of it Of course Yeah, And people would go to like great lengths to do that There are Indiana Jones in it Yeah um, <laughs> why not? <laughs> but I mean, that's maybe an archaeological discovery was made there, and that's why they were excavating. But they did a lot of weird shit. A lot of stuff that you'd, for one thing, if it was an archaeological find, if this expedition was led by, you know, in the name of archaeology, they wouldn't have been destroying shit haphazardly the way they did. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, um, yeah.
0: They would have been doing as best they could yeah, to preserve. Yeah everything else and leave everything intact
1: right what I found odd was they closed off some of the cave some of the paths right which seems very strange to me there are also of course all those those strange stories like the footprints in the cement that just end at a dead end with no turnaround you know maybe it's the fact that I grew up watching Stargate but (laughs) that sounds portally as fuck to me yeah oh I agree like someone just walked straight into a portal maybe
0: (laughs) maybe it happens one day a year every 15 years on the third moon (laughs) and
1: (laughs) whatever else (laughs) I can imagine a whole like fringe plot line
0: right of course there would have to be everything
1: has to line up perfectly you have to have like two opals in each pocket yeah yep exactly I don't know man your shoes on the wrong feet a lot feet. of weird stuff there's that weird story about the doll
0: yeah that was weird too like that anytime they would remove it basically it would come back it, the next day there would be another doll yeah. in its place Right. very yeah. strange
1: That to me that that sounds a little bit like a troll you know not like a a fay troll like an internet troll it sounds like somebody right. was fucking like with him like somebody them. just out there yeah being exactly <laughs> Yeah,
0: like they're just watching. (laughs) You just
1: wait. Ah, when you assholes go to bed tonight, I'm putting a a doll back. This guy just bought like eighty of the same
0: doll. (laughs) Right, exactly. Like, just imagine messing with somebody like that's like that, like hard set on like figuring this out. Yeah, you're just making their life (laughs) terrible because you're the one that's actually doing this. that's,
1: That's probably it. (laughs) That'd be a fantastic story to be able to tell. Exactly. That guy's probably still like telling that story to his grandkids. (laughs) Oh, I would be. For sure. For sure. Especially if it was like someone on the team and he like knew everybody (laughs) involved and he's just messing with him the whole time. Yeah, that's fun. There's also the weird, there's the weird anti-gravity stuff. Like seeing like. Large vehicle tracks go up walls. Right. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Cause you had mentioned being able to like go like vertically where like people couldn't, you know, obviously wouldn't yeah. be able to walk or drive. Yep. drive or anything like that. Like also just the weird, you know, cars basically rolling uphill, yep. like water sort of running thing, uphill uh, versus yeah. right.
1: Yeah. Which that's really, that's there's a really lot of weird gravitational stuff um, in there in the, in the cave, like documented by science, weird gravitational anomalies. Um, which maybe that's what they, I mean, that's could be another, another motivation for whoever was doing this excavation. Maybe they were trying to get to the bottom of that. True. Cause I mean, that kind of technology would be if harnessed correctly would change the entire world. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Imagine like, How much cheaper it would be to build cross country maglev trains if they didn't, if you didn't need huge electromagnets to make them work. You know what I mean? Like the, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, it'd be awesome. I mean, that'd be a massive breakthrough. Yeah. Which that, uh, yeah, that could be, that could be a possibility. I mean, that sounds better than, some archaeological group yeah. that's out there just destroying stuff wrecking yeah. things and it, this would not right. be the
1: first scientific group to just go like breakneck speed through something and you know mess everything up on their way in yeah, yeah. um
0: don't care to correct things yeah, on their way out. yeah
1: and the the story about the couple we should talk about this the story about the couple who find yeah, the car
0: so Right, So I guess re explain that. So they had seen this car like literally s- sitting um, on this area that it obviously couldn't have gotten yeah. to. And like, I just imagine this car is like balancing, but like recreate that scene. So like, I, yeah, to kind of understand it's a basically
1: bit where they find it. It's basically perched on like a Rocky outcropping. So the word perched makes you think it's like on a point and it's just, like, balancing. Right, right? that's... Exactly, that's what I was thinking. Um, Yeah. But it's not quite that. It's, like, an outcropping, so there's enough... There's a little platform there. It would be, like, if you're a climber, you would call it a break. Like, it's a spot where you could sit down, you could, like, get your bag out, you could have a snack. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little flat surface on your way up a mountain where you can actually, like, chill for a minute. Yeah. Um and this couple they were climbers when, and they, they found this car and it was there for like three days before they finally were like alright we're gonna climb up there and see what the hell's happening cause it's completely isolated like you literally you have to you're, mm-hmm. you have to be a climber you have to climb the rock to, to get to up get there yeah. there's no road there's no access nothing so
0: now could they have like raised it up there with like a Like a really tall crane.
1: It would have to be a massive crane. The couple talk about how it's like a it's like an hour and a half climb to get up to where this car is. Hmm. That's a pretty long climb. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, it's also climbing though, but it's also isn't terribly. This is also like a really remote area where it would be hard to get a crane. You know what I mean? like it'd be hard to get a crane out there even again that could
0: be somebody messing yeah with
1: it, it definitely could be
0: maybe that was seen as like some piece of art yeah you know
1: some weird like performance art or some weird um like what the hell is it called like those obelisks that the dude put out in the desert
0: right yeah, yeah. stuff like that um i i can't think of the name of name for it either but still yeah something but something similar yeah. to that you know,
1: I'd, obviously, that's
0: probably not yeah. the case, but still. I mean, it could have been. You know, like, I'm trying to, like, yeah. rationalize, you know, how this could possibly The thing happen. is,
1: even if it was, that some weird shit happened up there with that car. Like, they saw some weird shit. Like, it was surrounded by these weird oval footprints that right. were, like, described as being a meter long. That's a big footprint. I mean, that's, yeah. And then but that could also be snowshoes sure i mean those are big snowshoes but yeah it could be snowshoes
0: especially for this thing that they sell yeah um so the way that you the way i guess that she had described it uh the wife as a hideous white creature that was what roughly about two feet tall um what what were the eyes big luminescent Um, luminescent
1: ovals Is how she described the eyes. But basically just glowing eyes.
0: um, And this little
1: white. Yeah. It it looks like. it To me the description sounds like a Pokemon. Like just this.
0: I just imagine like. A little Yeti
1: baby. Yeah. Basically. Because I was thinking of. Wearing some big. Like big ass shoes. I. See I was thinking of. And you know we talked about. When we did the Die Out Love Pass episode. We talked about. The concept of a Yeti um developing through evolution, basically yeah. biological snowshoes, right? Like the ability to walk yeah. on top of the snow. Um and not create yeah. prints and stuff so like, like that. So like yep. if this was a baby yeti, maybe the you know the feet just spread out when it steps. Right? And that's why the why it looks like snowshoe tracks, right? That's a big spread. Yeah, it, it's a real big spread, especially <laughs> for something two feet tall. Um,
0: or maybe it, like, scuffs in a perfect line yeah. and then picks it, up, and yeah. then,
1: you know. There's a lot of knows. weirdness with tracks. Like, you, people will get, like, overlapping tracks, you know, and they'll see, they'll cast it right. as one track, and they're like, look at this fucked up track. And it's like, yeah, that's like a dog and, a, I don't know, a rabbit's back foot you know what i mean yeah yeah um Mm -hmm. but yeah they definitely she 100 percent says she saw this creature and freaked out the dude saw the bushes like rustling like it was moving around back there and they just took off but then when they came back the dude had an experience
0: that just sounds awesome though i want to see this little thing but yeah, so his was what was it like a dark yeah. sphere or like a yeah, black? Yeah, it was like sphere? a big
1: black orb. That basically like Orb, okay. I don't know, sphere, orb, it's but it was black. I guess when you think sphere or when you think orb you think of like a light, right? But
0: Right. Well yeah, that's 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 yeah. mostly so what I was thinking So like yeah.
1: this he saw this black sphere come out of the car. Like through the car, basically. So
0: literally came through it
1: like pass through it okay pass through the car and he said it felt like it was trying to like invade his mind what I'm gonna think
0: maybe he was exhausted from his his climb a little bit sun got into his eyes you know like he started to you know like you like stare at the sun you see like blotches and stuff right he happened to see like a very bright or dark I guess blotch that uh like because i mean if you like blink quickly you can see like all i it's something i've always done like you know when that happens just because it's cool a little see, like right? light show and you'll see like sparklies and like zigzags and all that weird yeah. stuff yeah if you especially if you like blink quickly but like maybe that was the thing you know like he was also exhausted all of that like that comes into play and then he sees this and then it just watches it go through the car and then I would explain, like, trying to get into his mind. Yeah, he's he's exhausted. He's, you know, thinking he's seeing this other thing, so he's paranoid at the same time. Um, you know, possibly. Yeah, I mean... But it, I'm not going to dismiss, sure. obviously, what he saw, because that would also be a much
1: cooler. You know, those lights are called phosphonetic lights that you see yeah that's what you see okay. like when you close when you like hold your eyes real tight until you start to get like those fireworks and yeah the, yeah phosphonetics mm-hmm. or if
0: you like sneeze or cough yeah like or something, super hard and he
1: like, goes right to your head yeah. yeah yeah that's always a weird moment but um mm-hmm. yeah i his like his description of it was very matter of fact It was, like, he was 100%, like, this is a real thing I saw. You know what I mean? Like, this is a thing that he feels like he saw on, like, the physical plane. It was approaching them. And he said, it was like, he described it as swirling. Like a swirling black sphere.
0: So, UFO. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Could have been a UFO. Could have been some... I don't know. Some interdimensional thing. Vehicle right could have been mm-hmm. i don't know man it it also makes me think of like a remember an aerial school
0: where they have like the different uh different like orbs or yeah. spheres that combine into one basically yep. to create this like ultra craft yeah
1: this ultra mega
0: maybe is the best word yeah <laughs> yeah right
1: <laughs> yeah exactly i mean black spheres definitely sounds ufo-esque Right. Yeah. Maybe. And you—that uh, would not be the first UFO sighting in this area because there are a ton. There are a ton. I mean, and there aren't people out in this area very often, but there are people who live close, and they claim to—they yeah. claim to see weird lights all the time, like every night. They'll see things.
0: So, I mean, I could definitely, I could definitely see that being a a big thing in that spot. Yeah. Um, but just kind of getting back to the couple first before we kind of trail off there. So did the wife happen to see that, that like sphere orb thing as well? Okay. So what happened was, was just he test? was
1: ahead of her on the climb and he basically like turned around and bailed out before she got up to the ledge. Um, mm, okay. and told her about it, but it scared the shit out of him. Like, like, legitimately as yeah i think it would probably one yeah. i mean and he described it like he felt like it was trying to invade his mind like that's that's a weird way to describe it you know what i mean like right we hear a lot of things with ufos like i could i could see i could feel it seeing me too you know what i mean like that connection mm-hmm. between the experiencer and what they're seeing and it reminds me of an extreme version of that right like yeah I don't know I don't know how to explain that yeah and I just I wondered like to
0: what extent like if it felt like it was trying to invade it's his mind like what was it doing like how did how did it make him feel that way like yeah was it you know did he immediately go to a specific thought or did he feel like oh you're trying you know like I don't yeah
1: Right. Was it trying to convince him to jump off the ledge? Or was right. it? Right. Like something you know like I mean? that. Yeah. You know, well, like. His account is frustratingly limited. He he pretty yeah. much ends with that. Yeah, that is a bummer. Yeah. I'd love to know more.
0: Or, or was it more like a, a mental message, like, you know, that he was receiving?
1: Or was it just like, his psyche's understanding, like implicit understanding that he was. Like that he was just as responsible for creating it as whatever was on the other side. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe that connection was just really strongly felt for him. Maybe could be because I think I think about that a lot with the standard that UFO sighting that where people talk about, you know, that connection with the lights they're seeing Mm -hmm. in the sky. And I, a, a lot of times I feel like that's a a recognition of that connection, you know?
0: I feel like that'd be a really fast, like, realization, yeah, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, especially if he's not even at the top or he's not even, like, there yet to be, to make that, like, to come basically draw that conclusion or whatever else, like, and then, you know, immediately think that and then just turn around and you go back down see that's what i'm saying
1: is maybe it was uh maybe it was like a a feeling an understanding on like a subconscious level of what was going on but he was not that he was really processing the fact of it you know what i mean right okay i don't know i don't know that that's the that's the only way i can make sense of those connections that people seem to have
0: maybe the little white thing actually came out of that sphere
1: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe the sphere was something the little white thing controlled. Right? Maybe. maybe it was like maybe the little white thing was up there like these assholes are coming back again, like and use the sphere to like run them off.
0: Maybe it was like, yeah, it's a little like remote controlled sure. sphere.
1: I mean, I love that idea. I love the idea that there's this little like extraterrestrial baby Yeti looking thing up there that has like a remote control car to scare things away with.
0: I mean, yeah. This has like a
1: drone basically to freak people out.
0: I dig it. I can get behind that one. Yeah, I like
1: that one. (laughs) I don't know that it's necessarily the most, you know, logical, but I love it. It doesn't have to be, though. Yeah. So, um, Hmm. okay. So, in recent times, like in the last few years, ghost hunters have been in there doing like EMF stuff, like they always do, right? With their EMF readers. And they've found that the EMF readings inside the cave are insane. Like, the electromagnetic, the electromagnetic fields measured inside that cave are like, multi like multiple times larger than the normal reading anywhere. Like huge levels of electromagnetism inside the cave, which makes a lot of sense with the weird gravitational stuff. Right. Exactly. But the thing is a lot of studies have shown that exposure to high EMF cause hallucinations. So that's a that's another big thing here. It's like yeah, that's especially back in the 5th century, 11th century, like that those people would not I mean, have any would... way of explaining.
0: Exactly. They wouldn't they wouldn't have any idea of what I mean, what could cause something like right. that obviously. So they just
1: go in this cave, they're blasted with EMF and they're they start hallucinating. And then once they make it out, they have all these fantastic stories of what happened inside the cave. You know,
0: hmm. it, that explains uh, that, that yeah, that could explain a lot.
1: For I think that that could explain a lot of how the legends got started. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like a lot, of, there's a lot of phenomenon around, and maybe it got started that way, and the legends themselves sort of spawned the other phenomenon through through people. You know what I mean? The same way, of you know, the same way you can like hoax a thing and then you can have like decades of legitimate experiences about that thing occurring. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. The EMF stuff I I find super interesting. It's like because that's that's a thing they measure everywhere that weird shit happens you right. know what i mean and we like generally in the in community recognize the connection between high emf readings and weirdness
0: yeah, right of course yeah and you have a high reading must be a ghost right.
1: but the thing is i think a high reading probably just means that like your body is dealing with some weird shit it's not used to and that's why you feel you know everybody talks about like the heaviness and in, in a haunted house and mm-hmm. like how they'll get like nauseated and they'll get you know yep. what I mean start
0: to just not feel yeah. right or like changes in their attitude yeah. and exactly anxiety and stuff like yep.
1: that the out in a cold sweat for no reason and yeah
0: yeah. I mean, we might have just solved it yeah, right there.
1: Maybe. <laughs> I think what's important though is that that situations like that convince people that they're experiencing something anomalous, and at that, yeah. and if when you're a hundred percent convinced, to me that's the same as as if it was. I mean, I don't even like to use the word real because to me it's just as real as the you know a version of like the spirit of a dead person is wandering through the house. That's, it might not necessarily be that, but it's just as real. If you're 100% convinced that what, of what you're experiencing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the way I see it at least. Yeah.
0: Yeah. and, And I, and I get that way of thinking as well. And I, you know, I, I, I agree with that to an extent. Um, you know, because just as any experience is, whether it's happening or you feel and highly feel it's happening can be one and the yeah, same.
1: Absolutely. I mean, anyone who's ever experimented so, with yeah. psychedelics knows that. That what you experience, I mean, it doesn't matter what what was the catalyst for your experience, you still experienced it. It still like had an impact on you. You know what I mean? Which makes it real to me.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that for sure.
1: Yeah, so this is a this is a now, weird place.
0: Yeah, it really is. It's again, it's just one of those I mean,
1: hotspots. Yeah, John Keel would call it a window area, right? A hot spot. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's. I mean, it's
0: just that like amplified almost. I think. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, going back to that energy and everything, and all this time and everything that's passed, yeah. I'm I'm not surprised. Like you know, they get such high like EMF readings, and people are experiencing all these things, and just the craziness that comes out of it. Um, just one, just one of the things that I keep going back to because we have talked about UFOs a little bit now, is just that the fact that like you had said that people have seen them quote-unquote inside oh yeah um you know which which obviously i mean you see glowing lights and things like that in the sky most often you're gonna chalk it up to being possible ufo right yeah now is that kind of what they were seeing like seeing these lights move in and out of like these caves and stuff like that and just that's
1: what it was assumed yeah i think so um i think i don't know there's a big that's a big problem I have with with UFO sightings. It's like, even if they look exactly the same as what you might see inside a house, they're like, well, it's in the sky. It must be an alien. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. But yeah, they see these lights yeah. in the sky. Yeah. They see them in the cave. They see them around the cave. They see them in the, the forest. Which, by the way, that they're, there's like nothing creepier than a burnt pine forest. It's pictures of it are so damn creepy yeah, yeah it's basically like you're looking at the I've mountain s- I've
0: seen remnants of it like in per of one in person yeah.
1: it's basically like you're looking at the mountain through an army of a thousand like black skeletons that's what it looks like <laughs> yeah it's it's bizarre but like they see these lights in the in the woods what we in the US would call spook lights right um, because yep. when they're in the forest, we call them spook lights, and when they're in your bedroom, you call them like the ghost of grandma, and then when they're in the sky, you call them aliens. But they all look exactly the damn same. They all look the same.
0: Yeah. No, I I know we we've gotten to this this argument yeah. a few times. Um, you know. So yeah, I mean, we'll try. We'll, we'll yeah. say
1: that. You know, it's okay. I mean. Disagreeing is fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but no, like I, I got in a conversation about this with, um, Chaz. He writes for Paranormality. He's, um, what's his book called? Um, it's like Hump for the Friendship. It's about a South American UFO case. Um, But yeah, we were talking about this a few days ago and we were talking about these, this is one of the, one of the many like window areas or hotspots where there's this like overlapping of religion where like one faith replaces another faith and the next one replaces that one and it like goes on and on and it's just these weird like occult moments. These like... Mm -hmm. There are a ton of places like that. Um, Just like... In the US, most of them are... Most of the examples you find are like... When the native culture's faiths were like... Crushed by... By like... White Europeans when they came over. You know? Right. Um, Of course. There's the whole... Around like... um, Point Pleasant. There's a whole thing about chief cornstalk or whatever in his curse that he that he left on on the area after the white settlers basically massacred all of his people um right but yeah there are tons of these spots where where this happens right and there's like in this one that we're talking about there's it starts out with the athenians right and then they eventually get the area gets co-opted by the byzantine empire and that brings in christianity to replace, you know, greek mythology basically. Mhm. Um and you know and it goes one thing after another until you get to, you know, teenagers spray painting you know inverted pentagrams on the walls. And like
0: of course, i'm i'm sure i'm sure there are some.
1: Yeah. And there's, like, that's one of the things I hated the most in this story is that it touched on, like, that there were, like, black black magic rituals in the cave right. and, and yeah. all that shit. Because I, at least in the U.S., there's, we had this little thing called satanic panic, which, like, led to a lot of craziness, a lot of, like, people going to prison mm-hmm. for no reason and, like, lots of, lots of wild shit. When in actuality, I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone was ever actually found to like factually kill someone during a satanic ritual. It's not a thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Not at all. And just silly.
1: (laughs) Satanism, modern Satanism is fun. It's not about killing people. It's not about like weirdness, you know what I mean? It's like
0: no, it's it's oddly, weirdly, I weirdly, oddly, you know, whatever realistic. about being yourself
1: yeah. and
0: and choosing like the path that's right for you yeah. and
1: and there's lots in it about you know, like treating people with respect, which is exactly which yeah. is oddly missing like being from most, a decent person.
0: Yeah. Is what it comes down to, which is just yeah. So, often you know people perceive it as this like really bad negative evil yeah. thing but in actuality it's yeah. not
1: agreed agreed like that like moralistic vein in in satanism is missing from a lot of mainstream religions
0: yeah like oh, i agree yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those like you know they don't they don't it's not one of the where people are shunned for believing one thing or another thing it's literally just open to like how how you want to be but just yeah yeah. just don't be like don't be a bad person exactly which is weird you know because it's often seen as something bad itself but yeah
1: I mean the Christian church sees paganism the same way and like uh, that's true. about loving nature for fuck's sake like get it together mm-hmm. <laughs> quit being so upset about yeah. everything people are just so uptight yeah
0: you know and I I can't say now because it's always been that yeah.
1: way always
0: but I think now like we're slowly moving into that that kind of area where it's you know things aren't seen as so taboo and so yeah whatever else but i hope so i don't i don't think we'll ever fully get there. yeah probably
1: not and that's okay those those sensitive (laughs) people can be them too
0: right i mean you know
1: yeah it is what it is so anyway the like the connection between that and these window areas i think is it might be significant
0: yeah i agree i agree for sure
1: and that concludes episode 53 penteli cave Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week. And it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. And if you want more, you can support us on Patreon.
0: At patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. It's there you will find bonus content behind the scenes or just keeping up on our day-to-day and maybe some swag along the way. It is our way to show thanks for your support and do everything we can to provide you with as much content as possible. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. With that said, we want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at campfire.totsau on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And lastly, we do have our merch store. You can find the link available on all of our social media or via our link tree. Share your support. Buy a shirt, buy a sticker, buy a blanket, buy a pillow, anything that you want to rep. Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling.
1: And a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram. The brilliant mind behind the gorgeous music that you hear each week behind the debrief. So go find him at reverentmusic.bandcamp.com or you can visit his Spotify page by searching reverent. R-E-V-E-R-E-N-T. All of these links can be found in the episode description. Go and support him. You both deserve it. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and trust in the unknown.